This episode of the Abiding Together podcast is brought to you by Walking with Purpose. Walking with Purpose publishes Catholic Bible studies that help women and girls open their hearts to Christ. One of the most personal and transformative studies from Walking with Purpose is called Fearless and Free. It's an 11-lesson study on healing and wholeness based on Ephesians. Fearless and Free helps you identify the lies that mess with your identity and to replace them with the truth of Scripture. You'll discover how to get a grip on your thoughts and develop emotionally healthy habits. This is an invitation to bring your tangled, complex heart into an encounter with God's healing touch. You can learn more by heading over to their website, walkingwithpurpose.com, and you can find Fearless and Free under their Bible Studies for Women tab. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we just want to give a shout out to all the ladies out there. Happy Mother's Day. So I'm just going to address my, you know, two of my favorite moms right here, Heather and Michelle. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Um, how how has the time been for you? I know we're recording this before Mother's Day actually is, but that is a special day. So Michelle, do you guys have something that you do at your house for Mother's Day? No, we usually do like a big meal or something like this. Um, my husband asked me, what do you want for Mother's Day? And I went, I was like, I want to be all by myself. And so <laughs> <laughs> I have been mothering morning, noon and night, but you know, uh, actually I'll have a visitor for Mother's Day. And so, um, oh, who's that? Oh, the cute little nun named Sister Miriam. I'm going to wrap you up in a bow and give you to myself. <laughs> Yay. I'll be a Mother's Day gift. You can be my Mother's Day. I'll be a vase so of flowers on your table. Great. So. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. So yeah, but yeah, it'll look different. It's not like we can go out for brunch or anything like that. So, oh, uh, um, I but I did have to admit, I ordered some of my own Mother's Day gifts uh, already this <laughs> week. Well done. Well done. Well done. Chris looked at me and goes, just order them yourself. You know, he's like, you know what you want. I'm like, I do. I do. What'd you well, order? What can you share Oh, boring things like a, a running shoes, a frame I wanted from anthropology that was on sale, like nothing exciting. Well, I mean, I think it's exciting. Wow, I love that you go all out for yourself. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> You know, it's well, I'm wrapping it all in one because it's really Mother's Day. Teacher's gifts. We're not doing teacher's gifts now. I'm the teacher. So I get the teacher's gifts, the Mother's Day gifts, everything. Mm-hmm. I am all things. I am all people. things. I am every woman. So I'm buying all the gifts. I'm every woman. <laughs> Thank you, Whitney. This is what we've come to, people. This is what the quarantine has done to us all. We are losing our minds. <laughs> So sister, I mean, sister Heather, what do you do? (laughs) Do you guys have a tradition at your house? Now that your mommy lives near too. That's cool. Oh yeah. That'll be super fun. Um, my kids make cards for Mm -hmm. me. That's the one thing I'd super enjoy. Like I don't really want a bot card. I just want their own sentiments and Mm -hmm. they do such a good job. They're the best little card writers. So I just treasure that. And yeah, no dishes, no whatever. Everybody just, you know, picks up all the 
all the extra little things and we just be together. Yeah. yeah so I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. 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 It's such a special time, you know? It is. It is a special day. And so that's And actually- it's important to teach our kids how to celebrate people well. I agree. You know, like really, that's I feel great. like teaching our kids how to honor people and bless people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with kindness, especially people in their life who give them a lot mm-hmm. is a really important thing. So, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. I think one thing I learned about just before we start in our topic, but when it's about celebrating people well, I know there's fa- there's several families now who have traditions like around birthdays, where after the dessert is served, each person around the table will will affirm the birthday person and just talk about one thing mm-hmm. they like about them. And that's what we. I do, just love yeah. that, and it's just interesting to watch. You know, mm-hmm. um, just because I've been around a certain family who's done that often, and just seeing mm-hmm. how different people receive, or just how it's just interesting to watch somebody receive or the struggle that we have often to receive people's true love for us. And it's -hmm. really especially beautiful when the siblings who often fight like cats and dogs can turn around and look at their sibling and say, I really appreciate your bravery. I really appreciate how you play with me. Like, it's just so tough. And those, that's that's priceless. You know, the words Mm -hmm. from the heart are priceless. I I agree. Um, yeah. And I think for our family, we do dinner conversations and we did one last night and it was a check-in to see how everyone's word for the year was playing out and what were they oh, going to do? Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was just, it was hysterical listening to the siblings help the other siblings dissect their words and what they should be doing. And some was <laughs> un- very unsolicited advice, but you know, it was just interesting, <laughs> uh, just watching it. But I love that it even got them thinking the process, like, okay, what does this look like? How does this play out in my everyday life? You know, mm-hmm. and there's a sense of, um, camaraderie. Lottery, like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. we're in this together. So, yeah, so good. Sometimes you need to set the no jab rule for family discussion. So no <laughs> judgment, advice, or blame, which Ooh. some people are like, wow, then I don't know what to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like mic drop, nothing else is a thing. Yeah. So, That's a good one, dude. Yeah. No judgment, advice, or blame. blame. That is a good one. We should all yeah, acquire no that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. <laughs> That's the ground rules. That's right? the ground rules. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of celebrating people well, we've over the years, we've done episodes on motherhood and spiritual motherhood and and sisterhood and things like that. But today we're going to talk about things we learned from our moms. All right. And somebody on my Google Drive map or Google Drive document wrote, aka word, dear mother. Now, I don't know which two of you, which one of you did that, but but we want to talk about just the... I could probably look at the edit history and see who actually wrote that into the document. But uh, we talk about, um, you know, just the concrete things we've learned from our moms and just the gratitude. And so uh, we're just going to use a couple uh, guiding scriptures, one one from Exodus twenty twelve, where it says, um, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then from Proverbs 31, verses 30 to 31, that says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And so just maybe, you know, all of us have, our, the three of us have a blessing of having our moms still alive on earth and we still interact with our moms. And, and we we just want to also honor the stories of all of our listeners right now um, who have mm-hmm. just different relationships with their moms or maybe moms pass into eternal life or you never knew your mama. And so we just want to f- kind of couch our discussion into just honoring the person and, um, and just as we kind of delve into our own journey with our own moms, just to, to talk about how everybody has different experiences, you know, and so, and I'll kind of wrap that up at the end, but I just want to, I don't know, maybe just even right now, as you listen to this episode, you might want to just, you know, just call to mind your mom, you know, just, just to kind of behold her in your heart and just to notice maybe what arises in your heart as you behold your mother and, and, um, and knowing that the Lord in his wisdom has given her to, to you. 
And so we were just thinking of just a couple of things. We're going to move through the mysteries, but uh, just ladies, first of all, so what is one thing? So for Michelle, for you, when we talk about things we learned from our moms, Michelle, for you, what is something joyful or what is something that you are particularly like concretely grateful uh, for in your mama? I think for my mom, I mean, she's funny and she's Southern and she's also very much a force to be reckoned with. So (laughs) I can uh, see all those different characteristics in her. But the one thing, you know, that I credit my mother to is she prays and she prays deeply. And I think my love for prayer and my love for the church, my love for Christ, you know, it wasn't always like she taught us in word, but she so much taught us in deed, you know, like she very much taught us in deed. And, um, and just watching her pray, like watching her, like knowing that she's up in the middle of the night, watching her at mass, watching her always have a rosary around in her pockets, um, always different things, you know, um, just just different lessons that she taught us along the way. It was really interesting. We've been just really uh, battling for one of our child children, not in a bad way. There's just Lord is setting her free in just a lot of areas. And, you know, she's experienced some trauma. And my mother asked me like two weeks ago, she's like, what can I do for you during this quarantine time? And I said, battle for her in prayer. She's like, well, I already am, but I will step it up. Like, I just know like she will, Mm. you know, and that's like one of the greatest gifts that she, you know, could give me, you know, is this love. Um, and she has a deep love for the priesthood, you know, she has a deep love and, Mm -hmm. um, a deep love for the priesthood. And she sees the reality of the good, the bad and the ugly in the church and doesn't sugarcoat it, Mm -hmm. but still calls it on to its beauty and its trueness and its goodness. And so I thought I learned how to, um, see the church and the warts and all, but also see the church and its beauty and its fullness. Also, she was very good. She was, um, a realist about the church, but not critical, about the church, which I think is a important lesson to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Heather? Well, I know your mom. We know each other's yeah, mom. Yeah. So it's so great. Even as you're talking, I'm just like nodding, like, yep, yep that yep. is so your mom. I love your mom. Yeah. She's a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. My mom, uh, one of the things I'm, I could say so many things, as I've said before, I love my mom. We have a great relationship, but Something that I'm very aware of is that she's very playful. Uh-huh. And I see this now more even when she's living here because I see it more regularly. But she plays so well. Like she's always up for a giggle. And my mom is known <laughs> for this hilarious laugh that when she actually really gets going, it just goes silent. And then we all crack up like it's just so contagious. Um, but even with my kids, she's they're always giggling around my mom. I just hear giggles constantly. <laughs> and it's really good for me because I often can be tend to be more serious. And it's so good for me to lighten up and just Mm -hmm. hear the giggling and go, oh, yeah, okay, we need to play more. And um, so she's just a beautiful example of being playful, of always looking for opportunities to laugh. She will often be, you know, in an aisle of a grocery store reading cards, laughing her head off, you know, and (laughs) and she has friends that are very playful with her as well, which I've been able to witness over the course of my whole life. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things in her marriage with my dad is that through thick and thin and very hard times, they have always been able to find things to just laugh hysterically about. Um, yeah. So that, that's just a beautiful gift on a very simple level. Okay. Heather, can I pause really quick though? Like you're playful with children too, which is funny because when people see you, you look like you can seem because people don't realize that you're shy first of all, and you're more introvert. Mm -hmm. So you see more reserved when they first meet you, you know, like very reserved, but like when you're around my children, like you are so playful and present, you know, like Heather was just totally aghast that my children had not experienced cotton candy. Like she thought that was the biggest crime. (laughs) 
because we don't do Who's a lot raising of our, these children who's right because we don't do a lot of artificial sugar and so she was like oh my gosh Ew. you know and so lily thinks she's like a magical unicorn because she introduced her to cotton well, candy yeah so. but lily was the best because i gave it to her and she i said lily what's it like and she goes tastes like dreams <laughs> <laughs> it was a marriage made in heaven, Heather and Lily, a magical was, uniform dream. Yeah. So, yeah. Sister, how about you? What about your mama? Um, gosh, well, I, something that I'm grateful for, for my mom, I, there's so many things that come to mind, but I do have to say when I was thinking about this, you know, I was putting this document together, I had a distinct memory of, um, a couple, a couple years ago when I was here in Texas, I was going for a walk one day and it just happened to be like a cool and rainy day. And, and I just had this memory that came back to me when I was a little girl and I'd ride the school bus home. And every now and then my mom would, um, there would be a place where the bus would stop before our house. And if my mom had to pick me up, she would wait, her car would wait there and the bus driver would let me off, you know? And it would be like if I had a dance appointment or a dance lesson or something like that, you know? My mom, without fail, whenever she picked me up from school, if we had something, she would always bring me, I remember to this day, a half a peanut butter sandwich and a little glass of milk with a lid on it, you know? And there was just something about me as a little toe-headed, bowl-cut little girl getting in the car with my mom, and she would give me my snack, and she's like, okay, we have to go to the dentist, you know? And my mom, it just just was always, it's going to make me cry, it just was always so attentive, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember, like walking that day and having that distinct memory of sitting in the car with my little half a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and I wrote my mom an email that day, just telling her how grateful I was and just apologizing to her for all the ways that I'd taken her for granted. You know, she printed mm-hmm. that email up and she has it on her wall to this day. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like the little things that, um, yeah, that my mom did that just, she's such a good mama, you know, just so, mm-hmm. she's so kind and just, she loved us. And to this day, whenever I call her, she's like, hi, baby. Like, she's always just so excited mm-hmm. to hear from it. Just in those like little things like that, I think make all the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The provision there, like in such a small way, mm-hmm. it's so tender, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like how Jesus, you know, when he comes back, he's like, hey, you guys want breakfast? Like, he's <laughs> just so attentive. Like, yeah. I mean, she's really imaging like Jesus there, like, and just being attentive, which is a beautiful thing that mothers have the capacity to do, mm-hmm. you know, is to provide for for people around them. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a great story. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for that. So, so what would you say, Lainey? So if we went from like <clears throat> the joyful to the sorrowful, um, and just realizing that our moms are people and they have their own stories. And I think for me, I know we've talked about this before, but that's one thing I've learned about my mom is growing into an adult myself, that my mom too is a person, you know, mm-hmm. and she too has a story and she too has facets of the story that, you know, still play out in her life to this day. And so maybe for you, Heather, you want to start us off like, whether it's just like either something sorrowful or something, how did your mom teach you how to suffer? Like in her own sufferings, mm-hmm. like how did she teach you what that meant to suffer and how to suffer well? Yeah. You know, a lot of people look at my family now and they'll be like, Oh, it's so your family is so great. It's so wonderful. And everything looks all happy and whatever, even though it's not, you know, under the surface, we all have our struggles, but what they don't know is, and, and what we usually don't know about people's lives is all the suffering that has occurred. Mm-hmm. And my mom, Uh, lost a child when he was seven years old, my brother, Mark, I was just a baby at the time. And that was one, I mean, huge area of suffering among many, you know, she grew up in a very, very poor home in Scotland and, um, you know, wonderful family, but just, she grew up in a lot of poverty and hardship and has suffered a lot in her life. And I think the way that I've seen her handle that through being very prayerful, continually going to the Lord with her pain and suffering and sorrows 
and laying it at his feet and also her relationship with Our Lady, who she she just has this beautiful relationship with Our Lady and has found a lot of comfort there. So I've witnessed her in her suffering just going to the Lord all the time. You know, she'll continually go to him and she still will continue to serve people when she's hurting. And that's been like an incredible model for me. Um, And also as I've experienced suffering, you know, in my marriage or when things have been really hard, she's been such a voice of truth and goodness. So there's been times where Jake and I have been in a very hard place and my mom never will jump on the bandwagon of bashing Jake, which she easily could, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm her girl, you know, like being protective, but she always will fight for the good. Mm. And so she's always been like an advocate for our marriage and she'll be like, Heather, like just remember who he is and remember what your marriage is about and press in and try to love and, you know, try to talk to each other. And I know she's praying and praying and praying. So, so yeah, like in, in her suffering and when she sees other people suffer, there's just a way that she has of going to the Lord and bringing other people back to the truth, which has been a great example for me. How about you, Michelle? I think for my mom, like I've watched her suffer for a lot, like her and my, um, my parents are divorced and their marriage was very tumultuous and it was there was a I mean it's their story to tell so it's you know you have to divide it up like you know it's part of their story it affected me because it's part of mine but there it was their marriage and there was just elements of uh just abuse and different things but like on the surface we looked like you know a lot of good came out of our family it wasn't all you know tragic mm-hmm. but on the surface we looked good but there was a lot of layers and there was a lot of dysfunction and abuse in that and i think for her watching her she stayed like because she believes in such the sacrament and the commitment of marriage she stayed for us when it was even detrimental to her you know and when finally the lord made it very clear that you know that this marriage wasn't going to be healed or restored. And then she got the marriage annulled. Like I want, and she, um, you know, we had these hard conversations like, and, um, she's like, I, she's like, you know, she put so much pressure on herself, you know, to make things work and to do this and to do that. And I asked her, I was like, why did you stay as long as she did? And she was like, but for you all. And I was like, mom, like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like you needed to leave, but there's this part of women that will sacrifice themselves even to the detriment of themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to look at that because the sacred marriage was so sacred and was, you know, loved it. I mean, and wanted to uphold it. But when the Lord really, you know, um, just made it very clear that it was not going to, there was no way for reconciliation. Um, you know, like what she suffered for us, you know, Mm. was just a hard thing to watch. And I think it was like, when you come to terms with your parents' humanity, I remember going to spiritual direction Mm -hmm. and I remember the priest Mm -hmm. saying, what you're happening is you're coming to terms with your parents' humanity, you know, Mm. and that's a hard thing to think, you know, see, but we've been able to have some really good, hard conversations, um, just about, just different things and mothering and um, areas of healing and stuff like that. And it's really good because once you become a mother, oh man, can you forgive a lot? Like you can forgive a lot (laughs) because you don't, you see things from your perspective and you don't see things from their story or what they were dealing with. And like a lot of times Mm -hmm. my mom was just trying to survive, you know, and now Mm -hmm. as a mother, I can totally attune to that, you know, and there's no blame or whatever, because I'm thinking, 
I want my children to give me just as much grace, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it, that's why we put a little money aside for our kids. Okay. To go to Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want your childhood to be just a little bit dysfunctional. So you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. and I think that's a thing, but I oftentimes think women suffer so greatly, but they yeah. suffer so mm-hmm. quietly. Yes, you know, and sometimes to the detriment to their own soul, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was beautiful. So she showed me like how to be brave and that healing is a process mm-hmm. and a journey that we never arrive in. And that that isn't a thing to be uh, shameful about. It's a thing to embrace, you know, mm-hmm. that the Lord is always restoring and redeeming, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sister, what about you? Yeah, I think, you know, my mom certainly, um, like your mom is, uh, have had, she's had her share of suffering. Um, she grew up a really hard life, you know, down in South Texas on a farm and they didn't even have running water in the house till she was like in high school. And so they picked cotton in the summer and just her, her dad was really hard, you know, and, and my mom just has such fond memories of her mama, you know, and, and then my mom's suffering from infertility when she got married and then wanting to have a big family, but couldn't for whatever reason. And, so they ended up, you know, being given the gift of adopting my brother and I um, from two different families. And, and you know, just like everybody else's family, my, my family also had some major suffering in it. And um, watching my mom just continue to persevere. And then my mom became a widow at the age of 58. And uh, I guarantee you she didn't sign up for that. You know, she had no idea mm-hmm. that was going to happen. And they, you know, my dad had retired early so they could spend the rest of their life being missionaries, like serving my religious community. And my mom's been mm. a widow almost 20 years now, you mm. know, and just watching her journey through that life and then me being a missionary myself and being so far away from her and just seeing how she is forced to go to the Lord and to continue to bring her heart to the Lord. And, um, my mom's a warrior, like she, that woman's a warrior and just seeing how she just, she never gives up. And I think for me, I know that's where I learned a work ethic from is because my mom wouldn't let me quit anything. Like once I started, <laughs> if I had to finish it, like I had to finish the season out and she's like, if you don't want to play softball next year, that's fine. But you started it. You started piano lessons this year. So mm-hmm. you have to at least finish the year out. And so, and my mom just won't quit. And I think seeing her, um, just continuing to this day and she still has many sorrows in her life, but she just refuses to be overcome by suffering. Like she refuses to allow it to break mm-hmm. her. And she just continually intercedes before the Lord. She gets up every morning at 3am and does a divine mercy chaplet for everybody who will die that day. And just, I just, you know, it's just such a, a beautiful witness of, of, you know, a heart poured out and, and yeah, like, you know, we talked about, we encounter the humanity of our parents and, and I think we've talked about this before on a few episodes, but I think I know when I first started journeying in my own healing and I just had to talk about some of the brokenness that happened in my childhood and I felt horribly disloyal or dishonoring to my parents. And I used a standard, the standard answer. A lot of people do. They're like, my parents were doing just, they were just doing the best they could, you know, and they are. But I think, you know, um, there's a distinction when we talk about when the Lord says, honor your mother and father. And you know, to honor somebody is to esteem them as a person. And you can esteem them as a person, as a child of God in their own right, and the way that God has made them, and the the authority that God has given them in that role of, of being somebody who's given life to you. And even if we didn't know them, you know, like I have a biological mother, didn't know, but there's a, there's a gift there. There's a difference between honoring somebody and then remaining loyal to a narrative of like, well, we don't have any problems and we can't look at that. And so it like all of us in our life, like we, we were just having a discussion before mm-hmm. we started this podcast that all of us, every single person has beauty and brokenness in their story. And you can hold those things at the same time and acknowledge the beauty and acknowledge the brokenness and you can still honor the person. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes we, it's a rub of, you know, of, um, either, you know, we, we can't admit any problems or, or everything's horrible. There was nothing good in my mother, you know, whatever that narrative is that we can mm-hmm. with the Lord say, okay, Lord, teach me, teach me how you see this person. And maybe they're horrendously broken. And, you know, I just want to say like for a lot of people out there, mom was not a safe place mm-hmm. and maybe mom never showed mm-hmm. up or mom was not thoughtful and she was not caring and she was so incredibly broken. She was an addict. And those are tremendously sacred places of deep sorrow. And just to, just to honor your hearts there, wherever you find yourself. And in that, knowing that, and maybe we could all speak about this before we go on to our last kind of um, facet, but knowing that even in that, the Lord um, is giving us a gift. You know, So if we could just pray for the mm-hmm. seed of a gift to be born in our hearts mm-hmm. to see, and just to see what the Lord wants to do with that. So I don't know if you guys want to kind of expand on that as we, before we go on to our last facet of our time. That was so beautiful, sister, what you said. I just am in total agreement with everything you said. And one thing that my husband has been able to do and that the Lord has been teaching him is that he wants to, God himself wants to restore places that have been lost. You know, in the catechism, we've used this quote before, but it says our experience of our parents is our first experience of God. And often they disfigure the face of God. And I know I do. I love my kids like, oh, with absolutely. all my heart, but I don't get it right all the time. I'm going to fail. I'm going to disfigure the face of God for them in some way. And it's only God who can come in and restore some of those places in our hearts. And and often he will do that by sending people to us in our life who reveal a part of his mm-hmm. face. And my husband has this beautiful um, image and it's, it's an image full of little images of all of these different men in his life who have shown him the face of God, the father, and it has become kind of a mosaic of the face of God. And, and so I just think there, there might be gifts to be found in other people around you. And in that one person might not be everything. They don't like replace your mother or replace your father, but, but they may show you an aspect of motherhood or maternity or care provision um, that can heal, that can heal some of those places that have been lost. Mm. And I think it comes to, um, yeah, the Lord is just wants to heal and restore. And I think that it's a tension, like you said, sister, like you want to honor the dignity of that person, mm. but you also can't um, excuse like any kind of toxic behavior or things mm-hmm. where they haven't been safe. So mm-hmm. you can honor people's dignity with, without allowing you to be a victim in that situation. And that means mm-hmm. that, re- that requires tools and that requires some boundaries. But for me, I always saw boundaries as something bad instead of boundaries as a way to love. Like the most loving people mm-hmm. are the most boundary people because mm-hmm. they say this is how you love healthy and this is how you receive love healthy. And you're just defining that to other people, you know? And I know for me, my relationship with my mom was much more like a stable and a safer place than for with my dad was like walking on eggshells and you never knew what it was going, you were going to get. But just even watching the Lord, especially even the last six months, just, um, restore a lot of areas and him allowing to see, allowing me to see also where ways that my parents were inconsistent because they're human, where he was constant. And that was part of my Mm. stories where he was present and where he Mm. was constant. And there's Mm. just been some, and just in my prayer and just in, um, different prayer episodes where it like takes my breath away of his pursuit of me in those situations, you know, Mm. and those are just and then, I mean, it makes me like, tear up. Then I realize, like, I'm undone by his love. Like, it just mm-hmm. undoes me because he is constant. And I've allowed my self-protective walls to go down to allow him to come closer, 
you know, uh-huh. and that is the mm-hmm. way, you know, that's the story of restoration and incarnation, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. Jesus came down. Mm-hmm. And I do also want to say, you know, some of us haven't been great daughters well, or sons. Yeah. And I know for me, there was times in my um, teenage years where I was very hard on my mom mm-hmm. and it was out of my own pain. Yeah. I somehow subconsciously thought, well, she can handle it. She can handle my outrage or my nasty comments because it, like I'm hurting and she's strong. She can handle it. Not, not really realizing she was a person mm-hmm. with feelings and I was really hurting mm-hmm. her by my words, my dismissiveness and all of that. And those are things that I've had to, yeah. you know, go back and repair and say, mom, I'm really sorry mm-hmm. for those times that I did that. And and I just think there's there's always opportunities for us to reconcile with one another a mm-hmm. little deeper as our stories unfold, as we grow as people, uh, to just keep going there with one another to help restore relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh, gosh, it's all so beautiful. Yeah. So maybe just for our last facet of, of things we've learned from our mamas, um, Heather, for you, maybe something glorious. What, how has your mama revealed the face of God to you? Like, how do you how do you see God shining through her to you? Mm. That's hard to just give one answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I see the face of God a lot in her. I really do. Um, she has been such a protector of me uh, for for so, so long. And she really saved me through some very hard years in my life where I was experiencing a lot of trauma and she was just present and there and praying and with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just her steadfastness of presence has been huge. Um, but I do want to say one of the major areas that I see the face of God in her is in, in justice. Mm-hmm. She is a justice mm-hmm. fighter. She always has her eyes on the lowly, on the outcast, on people who are experiencing experiencing injustice. She's been a huge advocate in the pro-life movement. Um, and also our listeners, many of you don't know this, but my dad had a chocolate company called Brookside, which you Ooh. will find in all your local stores. Um, and when he retired and sold that company to Hershey, they took the majority of that and put it into a foundation. And that foundation, I now manage the foundation along with my dad, and they are giving to people all over mm. the world, charities all over the world to help the lowly, mm. um, uh, like human trafficking, mm. well drilling, like everything that they can get their hands into to help save people's lives. So their level of generosity and really fighting for the lowly, um, it's been a huge place. One thing my mom always said to me, especially after I experienced my conversion and, you know, you get like so filled with zeal. She said, don't be so heavenly bound that you're no earthly mm-hmm. good. Ooh, and girl. it's something that's oh, stuck that's with me word, because she is mm. like, she is mm-hmm. so prayerful and man, can she go there mm-hmm. with the Lord? But she has always had her hands in the dirt of like real life and fighting for people, which I appreciate so much. It's been an incredible example to me. How about you, Michelle? Very similar. I think my mom, the glorious part is she's, uh, it's, <laughs> made us open our eyes to the universal church. Like my mother worked for uh, mm-hmm. in ministry for a long time, but then she worked for Catholic relief services for a long time also. And so we got um, like, we were like, she just opened our eyes to the global church. We knew what was going on in the church in Africa and Sudan, Rwanda and different conflicts in the areas and different parts of those and sex trafficking, mm-hmm. racial reconciliation, all of those kind of things. Like it was very similar to Heather's mom. She would not let us um, ignore the marginalized and she has a great love for um, everyone. And the church Catholic being universal mm-hmm. means that we need to know and we cannot ignore these aspects of the church. And just even recently, like she is really committed. Uh, she lives really close to one of the biggest, um, 
women's prison. And so she went for the church and she would bring sacraments to these women on death row. And the, just the stories she came back and told at me, like it's just, it's if not for grace, amazing. it's just amazing stories, you know, and there was mm-hmm. no judgment with her and these women, only grace because she just saw them like their stories, you know, they could become our stories with just a few wrong turns and like a few mm-hmm. interventions. Like it's so quick, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it just, yeah. So it was just all of that, you know, and, um, it was funny right before she retired, she's only been retired for two months. I mean, two years and now she's not even really retired, but anyway, <laughs> we would laugh because she would be all over the world. And so one of our baby thing is what country is mom in right now? What country is my mom in? Is she here? Is she on this hemisphere? Like, where is she? You know? And we were laughing like, she's kind of like, where is Waldo? Is mom in Africa? Where is she? You know? <laughs> and so, but she has an adventurous spirit. You know, that's what I love mm-hmm. about her. You know, she mm-hmm. was fearless in that way. So sister, mm-hmm. what about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's very adventurous as well. She loves to have a fun adventure. Uh, I think for my... And she's tough oh, as she? nails. Man, I love your mom. I love <laughs> your mom. Shout out to she's just a, She's a farm girl at heart. I think of, of my mom as, as much as your, your two mamas are. My mom gives herself, you know, in deep prayer and service. And I think her pursuit, mm-hmm. like my mom pursues and she doesn't give up and she keeps praying and she just will not she will not forget. And her service like to the local people, you know, my mom is always bringing eggs to mass on Sunday and selling farm fresh eggs and her vegetables. And she visits the shut-ins and she, she's a sacristan. And she's, she's the person who, if you come to church and you're new, she'll come and find you out and say, Hey, you're new. You want to come have breakfast? Like, and that's what she does. She loves to entertain people and she loves to, to feed them. And, um, just the learning of how she cares for the hearts of people. She loves people. She loves to talk to people. And for her introverted daughter for a long time, it was like the death of me. But mm. I can see as I grow more and more, just her tremendous, um, just her tremendous uh, heart for others, which teaches me, you know, so very much. And mm. just seeing the face of God where um, he never, he never ceases to pursue us and everybody is welcome at his table. You know, mm. everybody has, mm. and that's how my mom, that's my dad was like that very much too. Like that everybody has a seat at the table and you're welcome here, you know? And so, mm. It's like a, yeah, a tremendous gift. And I, I wonder just ladies, before we go into our one thing, maybe we could just pray for our moms. Like, what do you guys think about mm. that? Like, That's so maybe dear listeners, um, if you can, if you want to just close your eyes just for a second and just call to mind your mama and just who she is. And what today, as you listen to this, what are you most grateful for about her? And just to look at her and even if it's hard, what are you most grateful for? Just as you look at her, are there, are there any areas of, of your heart where um, you need to forgive her? Has your mama hurt you? Is there a part of your heart where maybe it's time to choose forgiveness? And just to notice that. And just to, in all honesty, commend to the Lord any places where your heart is hurting, any maybe dreams that haven't been fulfilled or areas of your heart where you're yearning, just today in a new way to surrender that to the Lord. And Jesus, we thank you for each of our mothers. We thank you for their stories, for who they are, and we thank you for the gift of who they are. And Jesus, this day as we celebrate mothers, we commend all of our mothers to your sacred heart. We place our mothers deep in your pierced side, in your pierced heart, where they would find shelter and refuge with you, Lord. And we ask that you would heal them any places they need healing, Lord, that your kindness would heal them. 
We place, we also ask for healing and restoration of our own hearts, a restoration of our relationships as sons and daughters to our mothers. And Lord, we ask a deep blessing upon each of our mothers right now, wherever they are. We ask that you would bless them, Lord. And we thank you for this day, for this week, where we get a chance to say thank you to our mothers and for all the ways they pour out their hearts for us. And we commend them to you, Lord. And we ask you, Mother Mary, that you would mother us all, that you would show us the face of a mother, that you would intercede for us as your children. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Well, dears, shall we talk about our one things for the week? Sure. How do we feel about that? Go, Michelle. Go, Go Michelle. Um, Go, Michelle. My one thing is actually the given forum that we had to cancel. I was so excited to be a part of that mm-hmm. event, but because of the virus, they had to cancel the event. The virus. In, the, vi- mm-hmm. the virus, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to cancel the event in June, but they are doing a four-day um basically like a little online conference for people at Given. And so even if you were going or you weren't going, it's just a great thing. And I'll just put the registration link in our show notes. And um, yeah, it's just a really great, amazing thing for women. I think it's 18 to 30, 18 to 29. But anyway. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's Mm -hmm. just amazing. So that Mm -hmm. is my one Mm -hmm. thing. And sister, what is your one thing? Well, speaking of mothers, um, we have a lot of mutual friends um, that a lot of people know that are Catholic speakers who've had babies recently, like Leah Darrow had a baby, and we know Katie Prejean is pregnant, Emily Wilson is pregnant, but our dear friend Jackie Francois just yes! had a baby last week, nine and a half pounds, Aww. Esther Marie, and oh, she girl. is... Champion. She, yeah, champion. And Jackie doesn't mess around, man. She's natural labor. That girl offers it up, and so I was looking at her Instagram feed yesterday, and she had also sent me some pictures of the baby, so that little Esther Marie is my one thing for the week. She is such a cute little, not so little munchkin, just a sweet little thing. And so I just want to say congratulations, especially to, to Jackie and Bobby on the arrival of their fourth, their fourth child, little girl. Little okay. Girl and their yeah. redhead is like one of my yes, favorite, really, yeah. yes, children <laughs> so ever. Great. She has, I mean, all their kids are just like the cutest stinking things, but yeah. like yeah, spit fire. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. So great, yeah. Cute. And little, yeah. Abigail oh, they're and all Johnny so cute. Too. They're so yeah, cute. so yeah. great. Yeah, so shout out to them, to the whole cute. fam. What about you, Miss Kim? All right, so mine is a recipe. Oh, it's something nice. I love. I've made this for both of you. It's called Salmon Oh, Wellington. girl. Oh, yeah. And this, I just want to say, okay, first of all, some people have never learned how to cook. <laughs> Maybe their mom didn't know how to cook. <laughs> It's fine. I want to help you. Okay. My mom was able to teach me something. I've spent so much time when I lived away, like of being on the phone with my mom. How do you make this? How do you season this? What do you do next? Like I want the step-by-step. If you haven't had that, I want to provide this for you because everybody needs to know how to make a beautiful dinner that is very, very simple. So that's what this is. And I'm going to make a video next time I get my hands on a piece of salmon. I'm going to make a video of how to make this. I'm going to post it in our private Facebook group and on our IG live, if I can even, or not not live, but our Instagram, if I can even do that, Michelle, but I want to teach you, you how to make it, it so that you have one, <laughs> one awesome looking mm-hmm. meal that you can make next time you have company when we're over this whole Corona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, it is. is good y'all. Like Michelle and so her, we good. go ahead. I was like, are you going to make that salmon thing? Cause we like it. We want to eat like the whole thing. So. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should have yeah. make it for us for Mother's Day. Yeah. That's, that's so, true. That's true. Hurry up, Heather. Mm-hmm. Give us the mm-hmm. recipe. All right. <laughs> 
Well, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. And we hope that uh, you have a beautiful week. And thank you for coming along with us. And thank God for your mamas. And until next week, we will be abiding together. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.